recording in progress. Sorry, a <laughs> little, little robot voice. <laughs> this is Idiot Mystic, and I'm with Cat the Alien. Um, Yo. Um, it's been a while. Yes, it has. What? What? <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. So, podcast. I'm gonna start with a with an immediate like uh, issue that I've been running into. I am. I've never really watched YouTube in my life. I know that sounds crazy. I've yeah. watched videos, but I've never like understood the YouTube culture. I grew up with the internet, but I never was a YouTube kid. I had my own website. I did other internet things all the time. I just was never a video culture. I didn't understand it. Lately, I've been consuming a lot of content of people who do what we're doing right now just to learn more and that's what i've been told by people to do like if you don't know something observe what other people are doing and as i'm observing it i'm noticing that like a lot of the people on the the idea is like we have to fit into a specific mold to drive monetization. So that may include like asking people to subscribe to something, asking people to do something else. All these weird ways, uh, saying the entirety of the video at the beginning of the video, then playing your intro or a little clip, then the intro, all these small techniques that are part of media and production seem to be considered uh, effort and that effort equates the respect you're giving the audience almost as though more pageantry and more illusion is equal to more respect so like the more effort you make for the audience not to see the real you the more the then that means you care about them but from everything that I, we talk about it should be that the less effort you make to hide yourself and the more authentic you are that should be the thing that's kinder to your audience and you you in, inject some sanity into me because i've kind well, of so, but like yeah so that's my thing though is it's like the first part of what you're saying there i'm like all of that that pageant pad pad pageant it's like a <laughs> thing that's good pa pageant pageantry the thing about all of those extra things and all those extra steps is like yeah some people may be like oh yeah they're, they're working for my views and it's like well that's not the point though like we're not here to work for your views we're here to provide something that hopefully applies to you and like the expectation of like oh yeah no you have to do all this editing you need to do you need to do the, the soundboards and the clips and you know have everything all prepped and primmed and proper but it's like that doesn't feel authentic and like and 
like here we're trying to be authentic you know like and and when you say that i i just want to get your take on we are talking about like the idea of sharing authentic dialogue versus uh video as an art form right or even or authentic dialogue as an art form as opposed to a video presentation that simulated reality almost right yeah well so okay so i was a youtube kid for a short period of time like when i was in middle school was really when like youtube kind of started getting hyped up and um we would watch those stupid like the acidoff movies which were those stupid like little like stick animation like silly little kid films that were kind of a little out there you know or like freaking um everybody knows like um we're going to Ch candy mountain charlie you know like that was the kind of shit i was watching on youtube and you know i remember youtube just being a shit show like your parents told you not to go on youtube we would watch creepypastas and be traumatized by things we accidentally clicked on like youtube used to be the part of the internet that you didn't want to go on and then it slowly started to become this like uh like vlogging and everybody's posting their life and uh, you can follow people's entire birth to being the child being 18 like there's all this like it, it kind of it kind of went from being this haha -ha funny like let's watch videos let's make videos let's do pranks to like okay you know like let's make this our entire life and dedicate every moment of what we do to being the perfect youtube video and it's like at what point do do we find a middle ground between that where we can be the part of the authentic just out there doing what we're doing youtube while still finding the aesthetics i guess that make people want to watch us is there really a safe middle ground at what point do we start devoting every single moment of what we're doing here to catering it to being to youtube viewers you know yeah, i don't know no it's it's interesting the way you said it uh to make people want to watch us because that's like something else i deal with like people are always like there's a lot of discussion from people on how to get more viewers and it's like why don't i'm not worried about more viewers and you can just like leave us we're okay with our like whatever whoever's viewing this is fine but it's what's more interesting to me is when you said make us want to watch that's basically what i'm realizing is that everything that i've done to this point to improve the podcast outside of like sound quality and like having like video maybe like those are just basic features but i feel like everything else that i've added it's cool that people like it more but it's evidence that we are conditioned to prefer a certain presentation so it's almost proof of concept of what we're saying that the more i dress the podcast up and the more like if you got a pink light for your room and if just our lights matched somehow the clips would miraculously people would be like ooh like two pink squares instead of one pink one and one regularly lit room no are you going to do a pink light so you're going to pull one up is there one how do i yes can i make it bright enough 
Yes, you're pink now. Although I feel like yours is a little bit more purpley pink. Let's yeah, okay. but it's it's the best we can do. And your I, room lights are on or windows are open, so it's fine. Don't worry yeah. about it. You don't have to do myself a rainbow. <laughs> you you are a rainbow. There. <laughs> there. Now watch us. Watch us. I got the I got the rainbow LED lights. All right. That's that's what you that's what you TikTokers like, but, right? But but do you do you see what I'm saying though? Like this is like being in the matrix, in the matrix inside a double, triple. It makes no sense because we already know what we can do to change. Right. Like I've I've watched so many videos that are like build build an easy podcast studio, three easy podcast lighting steps make your room look like my studio and i'm like ooh, these are pretty cool like should i get neon lights and you want to know what's really funny to me about that podcasts used to just be audio it used to just be something you listened to <laughs> like we it, podcasts have kind of delved into this weird like like vlog cast like like the video has become such a necessity that like every every podcast that started off as just a regular podcast started recording along with it because they realized oh hey people want to people want to watch we are a society where everybody has a 15 second attention span and listening doesn't cut it anymore they need visual stimulation and so now here we are recording our episodes having like that was i mean i'm still here well yeah i was yeah that was kind of like the first thing that we did we went from just doing audio podcasts to okay we're gonna start doing like like talking to each other face to face and then we started recording it so it's like we, we've kind of already fallen for the trap of doing what we doing what makes people want to watch us by putting our faces out there and like i feel like I feel like if that isn't enough, like, there are always going to be people who, if it's not the right content for them, they're not going to watch it anyway. So, like, so, like, why go through all the extra effort to, like, make people want to watch us if they're going to get 30 seconds in and be like, oh, I don't care about healing my inner child, and they're going to exit anyway. Right, but the thing is, in my, and I guess this is, the solo episode I was going to do was going to be called Confessions of a Meditation Teacher. And it was going to be all the worst things that, like, worst practices I've been taught and, like, dumbest things that I almost, like, professionally did. I literally, like, anyway, let's, it just, what were we talking about? We're talking about how we have been brainwashed into thinking. Okay, yes. Yeah. So, so sometimes people don't like the content, like you said, what if someone doesn't want to listen to what you're saying? But sometimes the visual presentation and the, the masking creates uh, personas that are watchable. So even if you don't like or agree with what you're, they're saying, because the presentation is within the format and HD enough and well lit enough, it's something that you watch for long enough to criticize the person even. But it's just interesting to me that I'm slowly, as it's happening, instead of doing it, 
I'm doing it and talking about it. So it's almost like uh, eating a, like really bad, like unhealthy chocolate bar or something. Like eating four Snickers at a time and saying like, I know this is bad for me, but so good. Snickers is so good. But I love a good Snickers. But yeah, no, like honestly, I'm like, I get it. Like, unfortunately, we do live in a society that is 100% based off of online. Like there is hardly anything you can do anymore that doesn't require you to have access to something online. You know, like even some of the museums I've been to, their little audio walkthrough tours are on a freaking app now. So like if I wanted to go to a museum and be off of my phone, I would have to just like learn the things on my own. I love the audio visual tours at museums. All right. I love learning everything I possibly can. But now I have to use my phone to do it. Like, come on. So like, I get it. We live in a society where like we do need to have the the vibe everybody's looking for if we want to reach more people but I don't think it's worth the effort if we want to just keep I don't know I I truly believe the universe has a plan for everything and what will happen will happen and what needs to happen will happen and that the right people will find us whether or not we do all the flashy glittery thing right but when I have a cat isn't that enough yeah when when we say people will find us i feel like often it seems like maybe like the reason i'm discussing this is out of the like i'm hi you're on the podcast now you're recording yes yeah we're recording what's up hi (laughs) aren't you aren't you supposed to be in class that's a good uh, little okay so I guess what's happening is that this uh, the same thing that happened to me in every field of interest that I get into and whether it's like work related or not the same thing has happened here in in like podcasting or whatever like this content creation landscape is the people talking about being your authentic self are presenting the content in a way that is requires so much effort that is not creating their own story outside of telling other people how to create their own story that it's it's confusing i don't know how to not talk about it but i also know not to talk about it like I know I'm not supposed to, but at the same time, like I was talking to Kelly in an episode that's not uploaded. Maybe it'll be up by the time we talk. Up, I don't know. Anyway, in that episode, she, we were talking about channelers and I was saying there are some people who channel on YouTube live and they'll just be like some, someone will be sitting next to them and they'll in, take some deep breaths and they'll be channeling and someone will send them a super chat which costs money, whatever amount. It could even be a dollar. That's fine. I'm not saying that's a bad amount. But then the person the person who sends the chat will say like, oh, my hamster passed away last spring. And is there anything from Sandy? And then is there anything from uh, Chub Chub? And literally the channeler will be, look, be like, uh, 
Oh, Chub Chub, there he is. Oh, what a crazy little guy. Uh, that... So, and then, and then Kelly said. I've seen, the I've seen the same thing with tarot readings. Or, 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 or it won't even be, it won't even be like live. It won't even be like live channeling or live readings. It'll be a pre-recorded video and they'll put the text on top. Like, oh, if this found you, it's meant for you. And it's like, that's not, that's not how that works, my friend. Like, yeah, but dude, it's, it's weird how, okay, so you say that, like you said, that's not how that works. And then you continually acknowledge that you don't know how everything works, but that's not how that works. Because sometimes you well, can know how some things work and not how everything works. Right. And well, and the thing about that, though, is, is the reason that, like, I, I can say is because the logic behind tarot readings and channelings and spiritual connection like that can't happen through a screen, if that makes sense. Like, it's not it's not something that you can just like randomly pick up and randomly send out and it'll find the right person. Like it's usually something being sought out. You can't, you know, and the thing about these is like these people, they cho choose the most general basic things that will apply to a large majority of people. So that when somebody who it does applies to see it, they're like, oh my gosh, like this works for me. I'm going to follow this person and I'm going to keep interacting with them. And you know what? good for them their grift is working and that's that's all fine and dandy but at some point it does start to turn into like these people who don't know who aren't fully aware who haven't had any of the training or any of the research or any of the experience they're taking everything this this one person says with a hundred percent certainty changing their entire lives based off of it and it doesn't always work out for everyone you know, because it's not like some 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 magic guru on the on the clock app can't just be like, yes, quit your job and sell your house and all of the all of the issues in your life will go away. That's like, no, no, honey, that's how you end up homeless. Like, don't listen to the magic TikTok guru. So when you now I'm curious, what about people who say that like they would do let's say like it's called a remote healing i think that's like what the technical term would be to explain it where like people are doing like let's say reiki or some type of healing energetic healing art over long distance do you think that that is something that can be done without i, mean, I guess there is no way for us to know for certainty if like energies like that can actually be I mean who knows maybe all you need is eye contact with the person who knows maybe it doesn't need to be an in-person connective like we don't really truly know how these energies work now, how do you feel about that? but I feel like the chances of them working and like with between because like the 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 objects our phones are made out of are not natural like they are ma mainly mainly man-made items and there's most mostly belief that like non-natural materials can't pass on the spiritual energies. And I could also be, I could also be a minority in this opinion. I don't know. Maybe, maybe people who have been in it for way longer than I have and know way more than I do say, yeah, no, you can pass energies through a phone. 
my personal feeling, my gut feeling though is, is that's, that's, that those are scams, you know? And I feel bad because I actually have a relative who has been doing the Reiki healing for a while. And she started offering the remote healings. And I remember just thinking to myself, like, no, yeah. I, I, it's, it's interesting at first while you were, and again, this is the same thing as the earlier discussion about content creation. I question my own thoughts while I'm having them and now I'm saying them, including the questioning. So nothing makes sense. Yeah. Saying that phones aren't made of natural materials, I was thinking technically they're made of minerals. Technically speaking. Like a talisman or some type of magical object, maybe. Yeah. But then, but then but then as you said the thing about some, the relative offering Reiki healing remotely, I tried to imagine like if so let's say reiki is through the you're interacting with the person's energy field mm -hmm. now if you're act interacting with their energy field through those physical movements near them then then that means that there's some connection between your physical proximity to theirs right Unless yeah. you're saying that they can do the actions not even looking at the person. Right. But then that changes. I did like what you said, like that's not how that works. I feel like that's what I feel like saying to every astrology person I know, every channeler, every I and people think like I'm disrespectful for saying that, or like, oh, you don't even know anything. But it's like like one of my basic things, which is really weird since we just talked about hydration. And um, I was going to drink this energy drink. Starburst, Starburst flavor. But I was supposed to work out today. That's why I was drinking it. Then there's no workout. Fruit punch. It's giving me gas station flashbacks. Please stop. I've literally been drinking these since like freaking high school it's not even funny it's need not to stop. Funny. you need to we need we need a natural energy drink sponsor that just gives you free energy drinks all the time like imagine if you got 700 a year that would be two a day two a day i'm only allowed i'm only allowed two a week thank you very much Wait, you only drink two energy drinks a week now? I used to drink two a day. And then when I was working at the Circle K, uh, my kidney shut down on me and I ended up in the hospital. And they're like, you got to stop drinking these. And I was like, no. They're like, um, okay, but just no more than like two a week. And I was like, okay, I could do that. And sometimes I'll have like three. And I will say this last week, I may have had one a day. But Daylight Savings has totally messed me up. But I usually do two a week. <laughs> what? Okay. Um, the thing we were talking about, about people being fake, <laughs> I think the only reason I'm bringing that up is that <laughs> you do talk about pretty weird subjects sometimes, pretty woo subjects. But I'm noticing that some people are like, so I personally, I'm not offended usually by like people who are 
if someone is like teaching uh, Eastern meditation and they're a Westerner and they're being a little grifty, but they're still helping people be better, I don't really mind. I think that's still, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to say anything about this. But now I'm noticing that there are people who are using the, the ancestors, spirit guides, channeling, mediumship in a way that doesn't fit any kind of logic, which then, and when I say that, I mean, like, let's say one example is all these disembodied intelligences that they get, they summon. It seems like the, in the other things, are you okay? I, I heard I heard a small meow, but didn't see a cat, so I was concerned, but she's just trying to get into the closet. I I've never seen you do like a recon scan like that. You went into <laughs> the whole like I was like, what is going on? I was worried a cat was stuck somewhere. <laughs> is that what happens to you when never mind? That was when the I was gonna say when the phone alert goes off the oh right i have those i'm not gonna lie i'm one of those a-holes that has those turned off on my phone hey when i go missing on the silver alert who's how are you gonna come find me listen 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 (laughs) anyway um what am i gonna do what am i gonna do am i gonna be driving down the road and be like oh i think that that's the car and just call them like i don't drive bro i mean i drive i don't have a car like i don't drive bro like maybe you're okay i don't know that speaking of framework so the the channelers and these other people act like disembodied spirits or intelligences don't sorry i heard voices outside now i have to go check because sometimes people look at the turtles creepily and like like try to come onto the patio it's kind of weird that is very weird I've returned. They, they, they are not, they're no intruders. Um, but it's crazy that I can hear them, I guess. I wonder what they're saying. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> these non-human intelligences seem to not have feelings in the minds of these channelers or people who are being guided by their ancestors. As though their ancestors suddenly after dying... <laughs> having to like do the whole soul journey and continue work and have a narrative everyone just constantly has time to facilitate the growth of like various spiritual enterprises on earth right how do you feel about that i i listen i always I do believe that there are people who have connections and have these abilities and like have, you know, because I, I fully believe in the whole, there's a fine line between our world and theirs, you know, because I don't, I don't necessarily believe in a heaven or a hell, but I do believe that our souls have to go somewhere, right? And so, but I do believe that the people who make a deal of it and you know be like oh yes I can I can summon your specific ancestor or you know like oh yes you have somebody who 
is your great, 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 great aunt who's your spirit guide or whatever it is that they're doing. Like most people who promote like that, they're kind of full of it. You know, like everybody, everybody has their grift. I mean, you've seen those, those big televised mega churches. It's, it's kind of just like that. But why is it more, uh, I guess people still make fun of it, but it seems like this is like, somehow it is tied in with actual self-help. So like, even for me, sometimes the, I get to know if a grifter because they help me and their teachings are helpful and they're like telling me to breathe and think about myself and somewhere along the line they it takes a turn where i have to start paying them a lot of money and i'm like wait so everything was cool until a second ago and now it's just or i'm like it's just confusing the the best the best grifters and like people who have been doing it the longest tend to take like actual like things that like okay let me try to let me, let me think of a different way to phrase this things that already work and then they reframe it into what they're doing so it's like like yeah if you if you tell somebody the same exact things that a like trained psychologist would tell them but you frame it as your weird whatever it is you're doing I don't know you're lying and be like oh yes you know this is something that they personally learned but they're gonna act like great aunt Susie is telling it to you or some shit like that you know like there's that's probably not the best way to describe it but like that's kind that's of that's kind of how it was, feels like, I like had, if, first I had no idea where that one was going and I was kind of scared I was like I don't know but, but yes yeah but no but it is you know because it's like i'm you know I've, I've fallen for a lot of different things as you know a young adult I, there was i i <laughs> i once convinced the people around me that it was okay that i was doing things that i shouldn't be doing and because some like random like guy on youtube or facebook or whatever tumblr was probably tumblr went on this whole rant explanation about how the, the molecules in the the stuff were actually doing x y and z to my brain and they used a bunch of sciencey words and all of this and i was like oh yeah that makes sense but I... it justified it justified my current means as they already work you know obviously looking back now that was just some random cokehead trying to justify his own coke addiction and i used it to justify my own so <laughs> listen all I, my point there is that people will a believe anything they see on the internet and b if it justifies their own means or goes with what it like answers the questions gives the answers to the questions that they're looking for they're going to believe whatever they want to believe. And sometimes that's honestly okay. Like, really, if you think about it, as long as nobody's being harmed and nobody's being scammed out of a million dollars, like, totally cool, go for it. But it does get to a point when they're like, yeah, if you, you know, I've actually, oh my gosh, I actually watched a true crime episode about something like this. It's like, specifically, it's a series specifically about people who have been scammed by these type of, like, these type of, like, fake mediums and these spiritual grifters. And like the one lady who um, went to go see this this like psychic or whatever, and she was like, 
uh, yes, money is your problem. If you give me all of your money, I will hold on to it for 72 hours. And if you can go 72 hours without worrying or stressing or blah, 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 you will be cured of all of your problems. And so this lady goes back 72 hours later to an empty building and her life savings gone with this psychic. Sounds about right. Sounds like about right. so it, it's like that, but just on smaller scales, you know, like. Okay. Um, I'm saying okay a lot. I don't do I need. And you know what's even funnier? You want what's even funnier about you saying you say okay a lot? You also say I say blank a lot too. Yes, I knew you were going <laughs> What is this? This isn't how people speak. We speak about speaking about speaking. It's a, uh, I don't even, I don't. So, uh, so the matrix that we are in right now or the strange, this situation, it appears that we're talking on digital platforms, uh, living in, in the US as citizens of the country that seems to be that that is the most free in the world um according to the history books or whatever of now not according to the history books actually but you know the modern what's happening now anyway it i feel like there's enough stuff that we can't talk about to where like i already know what i can't talk about but there's so much stuff that we can't talk about anymore. And I know you can't talk about it on a podcast. You definitely can't talk about it on YouTube. So now I'm already modulating myself. Like I'm not myself because I'm, or I'm a cautious version of myself, but I'm telling you that I'm cautious. So how do I proceed from here? Now that like, let's say you and I are, we're in this digital room, but we're not really alone. And I don't mean like we're being watched, but you know, you might be because you've been, you're, you're a, I might be, be being watched, yeah. Smuggling that hair dye. <laughs> I don't know. What Whatever that. it is, they must think I'm doing. Um, but I feel like I don't know how, even when we're talking about, um, spirituality stuff or when like you you mentioned inner child work inner child work seems to right now be in a state where there's the people who are making their living off of it imply that their your inner child will never be healed and there is never a point of integration so as to keep the cycle of content consumption and appointments and therapeutic appointments go and i'm not saying you ever someone needs to be out of therapy i'm just saying that there has to be some end point unless the therapy is like specifically necessary for continuation of like necessary like mental processes and health being maintained i understand that and i respect that if that's what happens to a brain it happens but it seems like right now, every time I even talk about getting better or healing stuff, a few people like Kelly is always like very matter of fact and never exaggerates anything. 
but then the people who are my meditation teachers are the figureheads of these woo areas or the new age movement. There seems to be no end. It's like you're supposed to bathe in this enlightenment forever. Like, ooh, like rainbow chakra, magic, elf, fairy alignment. But you have that. So now that it's achieved, Kat, you're on to the next phase, right? You couldn't right. keep being... Like, I feel like, and I'm be saying that kind of figuratively, but I mean, literally, like, in your case, it seemed like there was, like, trans transformation and you integrated some stuff. That's mm -hmm. why when I check in on you, it's not like, oh, yeah, the, the darkness was calling me today. That's not every day. It's not every right. moment, every second of every day is in Batman voice. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, well, so, and the, 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 sorry. The thing about that is that the people who are like, oh yeah, no, your inner child will never be healed. You will never truly be able to recover. Like this will always be a part of you. That's that's because if they heal everyone, who's coming to pay them? You know, like, and that's why, like for me, like I did, I did quite a few years of therapy. I used to have an on again, off again cycle that like my first psychologist told me straight up, like you're going to be in therapy the rest of your life. You'll probably do like two years of therapy and then you'll probably have a couple of years where you'll be good without it. And then you'll probably do like more therapy, blah, 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 blah. Just like, just straight up telling me like, oh yeah, the rest of your life, you're going to be broken and screwed up and you're never going to really be, get help. Um, I haven't seen a therapist in like an actual like legit therapist in like six years, maybe. A lot of it has been like, and I say an actual legit therapist because there have been times where I've been a little bit like more off than usual and wasn't able to kind of like pull myself up by my bootstraps, so to speak. And I, there, there's like mental health crisis counselors and like therapists that'll do like, here's a few sessions over the course of a couple of weeks just to get you back on track. And so I've done those a couple of times just because sometimes, yeah, you do, you do need outside help and there's nothing wrong with that. But these people who are like, oh, yes, you will you will always need help. They're not setting you up to be healed. Like the point of healing is rip the bandaid off. You know, like there's no more bandaid. You don't need like you don't you don't have stitches on for the rest of your life. The stitches go away. You know, you can't tell somebody they're never going to heal. Like, yeah, there are some things granted. Yeah, there are some things that you can never heal from. But at that point, it's like. It's coma. Like, like lifelong comas, like, oh no, you're paralyzed from the waist down. But that doesn't mean you can't adapt. You know, there are some things that like. Change. And I, I, I see what you're saying about the some things that you can't recover from. And this is like, I guess, a controversial viewpoint, but it seems like in the cases of people with severe PTSD and things like that, I just mentioned severe PTSD, but let's say even just like um just chronic anxiety or like a generalized anxiety disorder right something that's just they say every so so many people have it seems like these people are the signaling and programming given is that these are your triggers this is your problem this is how you will deal with it not their journey isn't honored almost as like oh you survive like this is actually this whole thing like you can actually like there are I feel like it's just like a very dated way of keeping traumatized people traumatized because traumatized people are easier to control 
but on a completely like outside of that like that was that was that was I couldn't I couldn't hold that one in no but like okay so but but honestly truly like yes I am the type of person who will tell you straight up like I will always have PTSD I will always have anxiety I will always have depression that isn't that isn't necessarily something that needs to be fixed because my brain I like I like to say my brain is just wired that way what I've had to do is learn how to adapt to that wiring like, I know some days I'm going to wake up and I'm not going to want to get out of bed and I'm going to feel like I'm better off dead and I'm just going to give up for that day. Because I know that it's just my brain, the chemicals in my brain aren't doing their thing. They're just a little, they're just a little tired. They need a little rest. And uh, tomorrow's another day, another chance. And you know what? Sometimes it'll be three, four days in a row where I'm like, tomorrow's another day, another chance. And I do know, and this is always where people are like, well, Kat, you know, there's medication for that, right? Yeah, Kat, you know, there's medication for that. Sorry. I, I tell people all the time, if medication works for you, it works for you. It didn't work for me. My my issues are you can't just slap a bandaid on it. Like I had to learn how to cope and live with my brain as it is because medications weren't an option for me. Medications made me worse. I, I haven't been able to take a single SSRI antidepressant, antidepressant, anti-anxiety mood stabilizer without having a severe reaction to it. After about, oh, well, I don't know what it, what, what it would be, probably like a low number, like 35 medications later, I kind of just gave up on the medication route. I found alternatives. I tell people, like I said, if medication works for you, please take it. Like that is, that is great. If you can, if, if medication is something you will be able to take the rest of your life, go for it. But there are other options. The The best thing you can do, though, is accept that it's not something that needs to be fixed. It's something that needs to be adapted to. And if you tell somebody that they're never going to heal and that they're never going to adapt, you're just you're, you're you're lying to them. Because at some point in time, you do learn how to handle it on your own. And it, it, it's okay if it's never 100% okay but you can I don't need that alarm sorry but yeah I don't know it's just it's a lot and it's a heavy subject and not a lot of people like to talk about it but at the end of the day if somebody is telling you that you are never going to be able to heal and you're never actually going to get better and that you're always going to need x y and z they're probably just trying to scam you so Sorry, I went on a tangent there. You're allowed to interrupt me when I do those. Oh, never. Those were good. I accidentally interrupted Kelly a bunch last time, and it seemed like she got annoyed. And I got actually scared because she, like, I believe she's a high-level sorceress and doesn't, like, say it. But I literally think she can do, like, energy balls from her hands, probably. I'm almost sure. Like, at, in moments of extreme necessity it will happen and i'm not gonna be the recipient of those but okay it's funny that you said the see this is one of those things i don't know if it feels weird it feels spiritually weird to not be able to talk about ssris because that gets fact-checked and i'm gonna going to cite medical studies but it's crazy that there's that much uh, enforcement of certain narratives that I have to speak in this weird, like a riddle, like, what am I even saying right now? 
I, I literally feel like all the like this we aren't role playing like you and I aren't actually on a phone call and getting super maybe we are getting super high but uh, no, no one is this is not entertaining to not be able to talk about things and have to stop at every third sentence and reframe it and switch the subject so I guess I want to cooperate with the I obviously can't be an accessory to the oppression, but I definitely can't outwardly fight it because that seems to be a path of like, I guess if you have a family or people who depend on you, then, then deviating from like, we can have these thoughts, but it seems like going too far on the path is almost also part of the programming like that would be the ideal direction someone who has these thoughts that are not allowed to be thought would go on this extreme direction so they can be put away so what are we supposed to do i mean i don't believe in censoring myself so i just i don't know i feel like if they if it's something that you feel like you shouldn't talk about because it's like inherently wrong like totally cool but if it's something you feel like you shouldn't talk about because of higher forces coming down on you if you do then you should absolutely talk about it 100 percent. so basically ssris don't work oh yeah no they don't they've been like but but yeah, but it's it's bizarre that um, like they do treat depression. So I shouldn't have said they don't work. They do treat depression and they do increase the amount of serotonin in your brain. So it can make you feel good. And I just think that a lot of people would compare what we're saying to anti-vaxxing. So it's very difficult to, and the reason I was hesitant to talk about stuff, <laughs> I'm, I know of like a bunch of like smaller shows that where people discuss things that seem to make our overseers think that we're misinforming people. Right. And, and I think even your hair and my, just like my general, like, I guess right now I'm pretty presentable, but like maybe the tattoos, I don't know, maybe my brownness, who knows? Something makes us seem to be generally sources of not correct information anyway, whether that's whatever that is. So I'm struggling to like retain my, like be able to that's why why we're talking about the fake channelers and those are easy to talk about because society at large thinks that that is fake right if we were questioning something that's considered to be real at large that gets the videos having a fact check warning below them and other things and it's where do we live and you know what my thing though is this is like I'm I'm speaking from personal experience, so I don't I don't want people to think that I'm talking about like the SSRIs and like the antidepressants and stuff as like a 
oh, I, I read this on the internet. Like, no, I'm talking about somebody who was prescribed between the ages of thir- 12, 13, 12, 13. And I was probably about like 17, 18 when I finally, finally stopped taking them. So that's only like five years, right? In a five-year period of time, I was prescribed 45, 60 different types of medications and had a severe reaction to like 30 of them. Like I'm, I'm like, and the ones that I didn't have a reaction to were like, oh, here, just take this for your anxiety. And I used them to get high or they were like, um, my, my, (laughs) my asthma medications, my asthma medications, the only medications I've ever taken that actually did what I was told they were going to do and didn't give me a severe reaction. But that's because we know a lot more about asthma than we know about the brain. Like weirdly enough, like they know way more about why my lungs don't work than they know why my brain doesn't work. And they probably won't be able to get a hundred percent answer on why my brain doesn't work until I'm dead and they're able to slice into the bitch, which is why I'm donating my body to science because I want to know why. (laughs) But at the end of the day, like the majority of what I was prescribed were SSRIs and, um, weirdly enough, a lot of different seizure medications that were also used to treat bipolar disorder. Um, but yeah, like the majority of the medications I took were SSRIs. And Have at you the ever end of the day, Sorry. Um, I only had a seizure once after taking Sudafed and I wasn't even taking it like for fun. I was taking it for a sinus infection and I had a seizure. So I don't take Sudafed anymore. Um, and there is, there is a possibility that I have the, like, like, um, I don't remember what they're called. Um, I had one doctor who was talking about like getting the seizures. Huh? The other seizures that are like not crazy ones, the ones yeah, where like where like my brain just kind of like uh like absent absent seizures or whatever they are. But I don't I don't MIRs and CTs, MRIs, M I'm MRIs and CTs are just I can't I can't do them. I I just can't do them x-rays are hard enough but mris and cts i just i will i will avoid doing them unless it is an absolute necessity so i'll probably never really know but yeah so they did they did they had me on all these different medications one of them literally made me allergic to the sun um there was one point where one of the medications i was taking did not help any of my symptoms but made me homicidal and made me hear voices so, like, at the end of the day, from my personal experience, most medications are either placebos or they're going to do the exact opposite of what they're going to do. There's always the jokes about how they put those they put those um, adverts on TV and they're like, are you depressed? Are you suicidal? This medication is for you. And then the voice in the back is like, um, side effects may include diarrhea, vomiting, suicidal ideations and death. And it's like excuse me (laughs) so yeah and then but then at the end of the day when when they take something that we haven't had around for a long time and they're just giving it to everybody and we don't really truly learn about side effects and long-term effects of things until you know the long term has happened I probably have like another 10-15 more years before we find out what really happens when you take these different types of prescriptions that I've been taking or was taking you know like who knows what the long but like seriously, there was one there's one medication I took called carbamazepine. And 
the doctors were like, yeah, and just make sure you try to stay out of the sun and take a lot of extra vitamin D. Like this medic, one of the medication side effects is, you know, it has um, it's like inability to process vitamin D efficiently. It, it has been seven years, six years, how old am I? Six, seven years since I stopped taking that medication and I still cannot get my vitamin D levels up and I still cannot be in the sun for too long without getting sick. That is bizarre. I never knew about anything like that. Yeah, and the carbamazepine here. The carbamazepine. Can we see the cake? Sanders eating cake. Oh, I want cake. <laughs> carbamazepine is used to manage and treat epilepsy, trigeminal neuralgia, and acute manic and mixed episodes in bipolar one disorder. How can it treat all these things? Well, and it's even funnier because I wasn't diagnosed with bipolar one. Well, you're bi your bipolar one to me, cat. <laughs> yeah, you. I was I was diagnosed with bipolar three, which is not as common. Um which one which one has a higher power level? Which um one? I'm not sure. Let's find out. <laughs> <laughs> imagine you look it up and there is a whole power chart for varying mental configurations right i don't know i know i think i think oh wait maybe i was diagnosed with bipolar one maybe i have these backwards oh wait no what I need them to stop like changing the definitions of freaking things. Like, just come up with a new thing. Um. What? Okay. Anyway, anyway, I had the type of bipolar where I went really, really, really up and really, really, really down, which I'm pretty sure is bipolar three. Anyway. Okay. Um. So, but yeah, so, so there was seizure medication for that. That made me allergic to the sun. So, just just gonna put that out there. At least we know your vampire origin story doesn't involve, yeah, makes sense actually. So I'll come to fruition. It's a pill that does it. Um, but I guess we turn the lens to, to other people, right? So sometimes, and I guess for myself, I'm noticing that my general like I feel at peace inside, but I'm noticing that still, no matter, unless I uh, become like inhuman and like too, like overly meditative and a little like sickly sweet, life and the stresses that society puts on people eventually affect me. Like, just even just um, like when we were just talking about what we can and can't say, I realized that I was kind of, I don't know, I, I was going to ask you if you ate something good, but then I remembered you ate just a tortilla, so I'm disappointed. But like, did you like, was that at least warm? It wasn't even warm, was it? <laughs> was it fresh? Was it at least out of the plastic? Was it dry? No, it was, it, I pulled it right out of the bag, right out of the fridge. 
It was a cold tortilla. Ah, I see, I see. The, the, I don't even know what to say about the cold tortilla. Like I actually, I feel like someone needs to intervene. What else, did you, you ate, you ate nothing else today, did you? That was my breakfast, yes. Listen, I've only been up for a few hours. Okay, I can't really eat the first few hours I'm awake because it makes me really sick. I usually have to wait. And I figured I should eat something because we were going to talk for a while. So I ate the tortilla really quick. And I'll make myself an actual lunch when I get hungry, for real. Okay, let's let's just go on to a little personal tangent. What, what is the lunch going to be a pretzel? No, because I'm at home. I only get the pretzels when I'm at work because QT's right across the street. Um, so, so I guess right now, how would you decide what to eat? <laughs> I'm going to go see whatever we have in the fridge. <laughs> Maybe mac and cheese. I know I have mac and cheese. Austin doesn't like mac and cheese. So the mac and cheese is all for me. So I can make a box of mac and cheese. I have options. I have options. Okay, I you're giving me very little to work with, so I'll go with options and or mac and cheese. But the reason I was asking was that, like, I guess we we don't have it all figured out by any means. Oh, hell no. Like, what is something that you're trying to, I'm not saying even trying to work on, but in this lens that we direct at society and other people to give them like, like to pay back the lens that we turn to them. If you had to turn it to yourself, where are you at right now in your like human journey? Like if you had to just, if we were just like keeping a record for a museum or something. So it doesn't even have to be like detailed or in that way, if you want it, don't want it to. Recently, I've been so okay. Listen, daylight savings is awful. Okay, listen, it is only like three o'clock or something like that, and it already looks like the sun is about ready to set. Like, it's awful. The sun's gone by like five fifteen. I hate it. I'm miserable. Um, <laughs> so what I've actually really been working on is like, I adapting to things. I I talk about adapting all the time. I am. Um, awful at adaptation like literally the first time I saw a therapist the first time I got diagnosed with anything it was like literally like trouble adapting it was like the literal whatever the, the disorder name was that was literally just meant trouble adapting to new situations and unplanned things which tracks really hard and I thought I had been doing really well all this time and then daylight savings hits and I'm like all of a sudden seasonally depressed and everything's making me angry. Because, you know, like I, I'm always going to be honest about that. Like anger is something that I've always had to work on. Like that's like for some reason my brain is wired to go straight to anger whenever anything inconveniences me or upsets me or goes wrong. So what, I, what I'm really working on is just keeping my cool, like reminding myself that it's just freaking winter time and half, I'm going to have to get used to it. It's going to be over soon. Here in the summer, I'm going to be complaining about how the sun doesn't set until nine o'clock. So it's all a balance. Um, but no, I just reminding myself that like, there's not necessarily anything wrong with me. I'm just a human learning how to freaking use this meat suit I've been assigned. 
you know, like I, I'm not perfect. I never claim to be perfect. I have a lot of stuff that I work through, you know, like. Have you been having any fun lately? Hey, um, um, I mean, like, no, like I shouldn't, I shouldn't laugh like that. Like I, 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 <laughs> very I do, specific laugh, very, very specific. I do things that bring me joy, and you know, at the beginning of the month or at last month, at the beginning of last month and the end of last month. Um, so beginning of last month was Austin's birthday. We went and hung out with his friends. And after the end of the end of the month, we did the um, we painted pumpkins together. You know, it's like we do things, but like we worked so much and Austin and I, unfortunately, Austin and I do both suffer from depression and sometimes we'll be depressed at the same time and nothing happens. Um, but for the most part, sorry, like, sorry. Huh? sorry for interrupting. That was just a really good place to like a place to deviate from because a lot of people I know are sometimes when both people are depressed it's something that it's not possible to talk about because that relationship paradigm only functions with one person being depressed at a time because what so i guess how does that work or how have you learned to make it work when you're feeling your pain and someone else is feeling their pain right next to you well, I, I will say it might be a little different because Austin actually does take medication for his depression. That works really well for him. Um, and I'm obviously out here freeballing life. Um, but I feel like since we both have such an understanding of A, like depression in general, but B, how we function with depression, we've kind of like figured out like a good way to like, I guess, balance each other out. Like if we're both feeling down and out of it and nobody wants to make dinner cool let's eat a bowl of cereal or some some shit like that you know like we're we're good at not letting ourselves get too down while also still like being able to help the other person from getting too down I guess if that makes sense um I guess it does also kind of really help that we have very similar love languages so like just physical touch and words of affirmation are like enough for both of us um and so sometimes that's really you know all you all I'm, I'm, I'm not I'm not saying sometimes love is all you need but sometimes all you need is just a little bit of love you know sometimes that little bit of love can go a long way and when you're at a point where you where you understand your your mental health well enough like it's a lot easier when the person you're with is also a little down um we also do have, like, we do have a crisis plan in place. Austin does know that if I ever do have, like, I, it's been a really long time since I've had any kind of, like, full-on, like, dangerous meltdown, but he does know that if there is ever a point where I'm having a dangerous meltdown, he should not try to transport me to a hospital himself, that he should call 911 and specifically request for no cops, blah, 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 blah. Austin doesn't go, his doesn't get that deep he he's 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 one of the lucky ones he doesn't get anxiety he like literally just has like he as he calls it he's just got a little bit of depression and I'm like I wish but yeah so I we just we balance I guess we balance each other out um I guess I guess my my word of advice find a partner who has the opposite kind of depression you do what when you say um opposite 
do you mean that like the different the different types of depression because i'm serious about this so i mean i mean like how the depression affects you so like for me like i when i'm when i'm depressed i can take a shower i can brush my teeth i can you know sometimes i will just lay in bed all day you know if i if i need a little bit of a rest um austin is what i would call a functional depressed like weirdly like when i say like like and I think that's why medication works so well for him because it's it it's really just he's just got depression. It's not like like me personally. My depression comes from all of these other things going on in my brain. He's just got depression, and so I think like um, with medication and you know the coping skills that he has learned, he's 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 what I would call a functional depressed. Um, but like when he's feeling really down, like he doesn't want to do anything, like he doesn't even want to play video games, which is always worry worrisome. Um, but like the main thing is like he won't want to like cook or make dinner or do anything. He'll just like want to eat raw oatmeal straight out of the packet. Um, so like I, but I don't Wait. mind. How does that he? Was something, that was something. That was something that happened. That was something we happened before we started dating. But how is it possible to digest it? I I really I don't want to know. But it's even worse because when I moved in and we cleaned out the pantry, I found the box of oatmeal from the said situation, and it was expensive fired so not so so this is why this is why austin is not allowed to be alone for too long because <laughs> he'll eat straight expired oatmeal right out of the packet now he doesn't even put it, he just puts it direct yeah it was a lot that's he not told even me this. TikTok trend. that's just him like he's yeah. the limits of the human body oh this is the same man who will eat an apple core oh yeah yeah that's yeah. still pretty natural. Maybe he has a giant apple tree growing inside of him. No, <laughs> probably not. But anyway, back to the point at hand is he. So the things that he can't do when he's too depressed, I can manage to like do and then like vice versa. Like, I don't know. But it does also help. Like, I feel like if Austin's mental health was as bad as mine is in its natural state. I'm not saying like, I have mine under control. My mental health is really good in terms of like how I'm handling it and how life is going. But like the amount of wirings crossed in my brain, I feel like if Austin was that same kind of level, we probably wouldn't be able to vibe well. And I think that's why so many of my relationships have been so toxic and nasty and bad is because I've only ever dated people who are as fucked up as I am. And they didn't want to help me be better. Austin wants to help me be better so I don't know he doesn't push my buttons basically is what I'm saying because I've got it all under control but the second my buttons get pushed so uh, now I just now I have to ask so people mm -hmm. can what is one of your triggers that you seemingly can't explain or maybe you can't explain it but like so I think, I think, and, and like, cause when I say things like this, I'm always thinking in very specific situations. So like, but if, if there is, if, if there's any kind of argument or any kind of disagreement or anything that comes up, if I do not understand, like, if, if, like, if I do not understand like where the upset is coming from, what I did wrong, why this person is yelling at me that'll send me into a full on spiral, like on the verge, like I'm about ready to just 
spiral. And a certain ex really like certain ex learned that they could push me to that point and did it very often to the point where like now like in retrospect I think they were actually hoping that I would succeed in the I'm gonna off myself kind of thing um because it, it it really felt feels that way when you look back at it like I don't know I feel like if you love somebody and you care for somebody and you know they're mentally ill when you get into a relationship with them and you learn that something pushes them to that kind of level to continue to do it kind of feels very purposeful like I I am I'm I am a sensitive individual but if I understand what's going on and I can grasp what's going on I can stay pretty level-headed but if you just start yelling at me and you do not tell me why you're yelling at me and I'm sitting on the ground crying screaming I don't understand and you just keep yelling at me I'm gonna lose it um Another another really big thing is being accused of lying. Uh, you know, growing up the way I did, like every single thing I said was a lie, apparently. And the second you accuse me of lying, it's all over. I can't handle it. You know, just just have a conversation with me. Don't just call me a liar. But at the very, end of the day, very and I say, old west of you, huh? Very old west of you. Don't call me a liar, boy listen because well because honesty is a huge thing for me I've never lied about like anything serious in my entire life I mean like I was a dumb kid I lied about dumb things and I've lied to the police and I'll do it again but I don't lie about anything like serious like I'm not gonna like cheat on somebody and like be like oh yeah no you're you're crazy I didn't cheat on you like I'm only I've only ever, <laughs> only ever cheated on one person and that was in high school so that doesn't count this got, for your 18, don't this got so controversial so fast listen suddenly, suddenly you're denying cheating allegations that no one ever made so <laughs> i'm just saying oh no trust me trust me they've been made they've been made but then you realize like it and then and then and then and then and then and then you find out that they're the ones who cheated on you and that they were just deflecting but yeah, that's point. a good one. That's happened to me a lot, and it's really confusing that one because you, if you're like emotional enough to get involved in the back and forth of proving your innocence, then you don't realize what's happening, and then when you find it, you're like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. All of this was for that? Like what? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Anyway, at the end of the day, though, at the end of it all, though, like even with those triggers because of everything that has happened in the past especially I know how to be like okay this is going to be a triggering situation I'm gonna leave like I've learned I've learned that that has been the most important thing is learning my own bodily anatomy and my own like free will like I don't have to stay here and take this like I'm gonna leave so that's that helps a lot and is there we talk about this often, but I guess, is there a disability to leave the situations that aren't good? I feel like you have it now, but it was developed over time. Like the, no. My ear is itching. Cat, 
texting cat. I was I was texting. Austin started calling me because I forgot to tell him that I was recording. I usually let him know so that he doesn't call me. And then instead of ending his call and staying on Zoom, I ended and accepted and then immediately hung up on it. And then I tried to click the link back again. It's what it's me to get. And I was like, hey, I'm so sorry. I'm recording. Can I call you back in a little bit? This is good. This is good. We will not edit this out. <laughs> and it's funny because I feel like I is this I think this is my first technical difficulties moment. So I'm I'm proud to have my own my yeah. own uh, something for the something for the blooper reel. Um I don't I don't I don't know what I was saying. I don't no, know. We were talking about the triggers and exes cheating. But I guess now, I the reason I asked what you're working on, and you said being more patient, I guess doesn't feel like the reason I asked was what what do you think about most of the day? Like if you were trying to be honest about the overwhelming theme of your thoughts, like so for some people, they're actually like, they work at a golf course and their second job is as an accountant, but actually the whole day they're thinking about not having a spouse or something or children or a dog. Is there something you think about while you're doing everything? Yeah. I feel like the most, I feel like the most common like overall theme of my thought process outside of the crippling anxiety that's always going on is how much I would love to just I just I just I just wish that I could have enough income without having to work too freaking much to have a nice plot of land where I can grow my own vegetables and I have all the animals I want and just not have to worry and a in that in that dream world I don't have any disabilities I don't have any chronic health issues I am just happy and healthy and stress-free my little plot of land with my little garden and my little partner and all of my cats and birds. I really want pet birds. But yeah, but that that that's that's like generally that's that's what I want. I just wish that I did not have to work 40 hours a week on my feet. And I wish that I didn't have to manage chronic pain. You know, like that's I feel like cuz I feel like so much of my actual day to day is managing symptoms. I'm I'm managing symptoms all day. That is what every little thing I'm doing is yeah and it's just it's it's a lot and um i would like to be free let's so, move to switzerland switzerland is considered the freest country in the world it's, it's so weird my sister lives there and says like that kind of the opposite that what she says like well i guess i've heard a lot like i don't know I don't know. I don't want to generalize now or state her opinion. So I'm just going to stop and just leave it alone. Less I, yeah. But anyway, I guess. Yeah. Or, or Finland. Finland is rated the happiest country. Is, is it Finland? I thought, wasn't it Bhutan? I feel like it changes a lot. 
I'm checking. I am too. See who checks first. Finland is a, as of 2021. Yeah. I don't know if they've done it since then. You're correct. I didn't know that. So Finland, are we? Okay, but what I was getting to was these this, this thing that you think about all the time. Do you feel like you're, even if it's subconscious, is there something you're working on towards trying to make a break for it? like from break away from the event like like and this is like putting you on the spot because maybe that makes you share that little thing that you have in the back of your mind that well for me a lot of it like I I've I've I came to the conclusion that to get to that point i in terms of like my health and my mental state needed to get to a certain point first and so that's what that's really what all this time has been you know like getting sober like trying to get healthy like I'm finally on health insurance so I'm finally gonna go to a pulmonologist and a an, um, cardiologist and get all that stuff worked out there's a sub couple of other ologists that I have added to the list um because of how I don't know it's just I, I, I neglect going to the doctors because every time I go to the doctors, there's something else and I'm tired of the something else. I just want to figure out what was already there first and then we'll deal with the something else. But then the something else puts me in the hospital and now I can't ignore it anymore. So there's that. But um, no, it, it really is. It really is just a sense of like, I will be able to get to that point. But to get to that point, I need to be healthy enough to start my own business or focus on x y and z or whatever it is i need to do because i'm hardly healthy enough to do my 40 hour work week but it's just i don't know it's it's there's this weird like line that i feel like i have to get to before i can figure out what's next but i don't even know what that line is you know but do you see that there's value in just identifying how complex your actual plan is. It seems pretty complicated, even though it's like root ideas. Like say if someone makes a basic blueprint of a skyscraper, they're off just like the ground floor. It's not really that complicated. First floor, whatever people call it. Anyway, my point, I guess I'm saying anyway a lot now. I guess that's my new segue instead of saying I say something a lot. So um sometimes when i say segue in my head i say seguge i don't know can't no idea any i don't know i say segue and my head i'm like seguge but i don't i don't say it out loud <laughs> um so when you're talking about um what you're like building up towards towards doing something do you feel like um first you have to listen to the episode that isn't uploaded yet with kelly because she talks about this and i was really like time traveler now kind of i think yeah that's 
The time, okay, time travel. Ah, oh, I don't even know what to do. So time travel, so, so. Uh, I wish we had Twilight Zone music. I guess we could do it, but then that's too much. It's like, doo -doo -doo -doo. no, I can't do it. No, I can't hit the high notes. Should have charged it. I know, I know. Should have charged. I know. I forgot to I I forgot to plug in my phone last night. Apparently, my phone was dead when I woke up this morning. Yeah, I'm disturbed at my inability to keep a phone charged. I'm actually... I'm usually pretty good about it. Like I charge it. Like it gets. It's like usually when I go to bed, it's at like four percent because I use my phone a lot. Okay, I'm on my phone all day, and I don't care what anybody has to say about it. Tired. I'm tired of feeling guilty for being on my phone a lot. <laughs> okay i play games on my phone i scroll instagram all day i don't care <laughs> i feel like Z xander will appreciate this well okay my thing is this is like when i'm at home i usually like i'll put on like background music or like a background show and i'll like clean or i'll do like random other stuff there's always something to organize but when I'm at work, I'm just sitting there. I have nothing to do at work. If I've already stocked everything and I don't have any customers, I'm just sit there on my phone, okay? No, I, I, I'm not even going to say anything about it because I'm realizing that the phones are part of this process at the moment. So the more we try to fight the process, the worse we'll be at it and getting out of it and finishing it. So I guess with you saying your plan tentatively do you see yourself when you say starting your own business that i mean that was that's that just kind of like a random thing I know. that's why i knew it was i knew that well so because okay so all four years of high school and the little bit of college that i did do i was that was my goal i was going to open a business was gonna open I had, I had two different business ideas okay and I think that was part of the problem is I had two different ideas who like you just need a solid solidify one but my my main idea was when I was still focusing a lot on hotel and restaurant management that was kind of like my focus I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna open a button breakfast all right it's gonna be a hotel for people in recreational states who don't have like access to it you know legally blah 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 who want like it was going to be an experience all right it wasn't gonna just be like oh come smoke at this hotel like we were going to have menus and we were going to teach people everything they needed to know we would have guided classes I was going to have a yoga like I had this all planned out and then somebody else did it first and I was like ah damn um little too young for the party there and then my other idea I was like, I wanted to open like one of those cute little like crystal shops with like the flowers like the pressed flowers and like gems and necklaces and whatnot and then you know by the time I'm like in college there's like 150 of them it's like the thing to do and I'm like damn again a little too young for the party and then at one point I kind of realized like I can't do math <laughs> like this, this is like 100% truly why I gave up on the business ideas I can't do basic math okay wait <laughs> like, let's I failed accounting three times and I was like I'm not doing this I'm gonna okay, I'm gonna pick a different path Let's give you the, you did the, the I'm bad at math thing. And everyone now, uh, we've brought you down to the level of someone who's bad at math. I am bad the at math. Cool hair, bad at math. Now the next one is 
so if you could see yourself in this like daydream doing something that generates revenue what i would be writing what would you if write? anything I, I mean obviously i mainly focus on like poetry i really want to write i guess like a biography of some sort i don't know i feel like i feel like my life at some points became worthy of a story you know i know that that's probably like very big headed to say but i don't know like lots of random people write about their lives lots of famous people write about their lives but i feel like i've lived a life worth talking about the good the bad the ugly all of it you know like i don't know i but i feel like i need to convince my mom to write a book too because my mom's life we've 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 lived lives worth writing stories about so like i would i would love to write a book about my life i i do ghost writing somebody could hire me to write write for them i'd be totally okay with that i'd get paid for it nobody would know who i am it's totally okay with me i do not want to be perceived that's part of the problem <laughs> I, I i have this really weird thing where it's like i want to be out there i want people to read what i write i want to touch souls and hearts but i do not want to be perceived for some reason, it feels like, like, it took me a really long time to, like, put my face with my words. I used to have separate accounts for everything. And I just kind of got to a point where, like, Cat the Alien just became everything. You know, it wasn't just, like, here's my poetry, here's my regular account, blah, 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 blah. Although I guess I still have, I still have a poetry Tumblr. I completely forgot about that. But yeah, no, I, um, uh, because, but for the longest time, I didn't want to put my face with everything because it felt like, ingenuine like it, it feels it feels like putting my face out there where I'm trying to promote something that's of the soul and has to do with just words just it just it feels wrong it feels like I'm promoting the wrong thing because I don't care about my face I don't need people to stop me on the street and be like oh I love your book I just want people to be able to be like I don't know touched by what I write but back to our conversation earlier today's day and age you can't promote anything without attaching your face to it or a face to it and it's well um, i mean i mean if we're gonna be honest i've seen eight youtube videos this week about i made a thousand faceless youtube videos in two months so hey i'm just saying you want to be a faceless youtuber it can be done i've seen six videos eight videos uh, are you, are you talking about like the VTubers, like the people who do like the, the, the animations over their face? I think. And also just like people who make like automated videos about like self-help and other like how to sharpen kitchen knives. Yeah. But see, but like things like that, like, yeah, like those, those are the, those are the type of like, I guess like niche niches where you can get away with it. But like when, like today, like promoting, like, Almost every single book I've seen promoted now, like recently, like it shows up on a sponsored ad or whatever. There's the author, you know, like I remember when I, you know, used to read books. I don't read anymore. I mean, it's hard to read as an adult. But when I used to read books all the time, I didn't know who the authors were half, half the time unless they had a little photo in the back of the book. Like yeah. I recognize the name, but if you showed me a picture of them, I'd be like, who's that? nowadays everybody knows the faces of all the authors because we live in a society that focuses very much so on visual aesthetics which for some reason includes what a person looks like that's the other thing is if I put my face out there like 
listen, nobody wants to listen to the pierced, tatted, blue-haired person. Okay, it's especially, not blue. especially it's green and blue. Thank you very much. So you're saying you're gonna call it by the color of the stripe? What? But I, I said blue because that's like what the that's what like the people usually say. They're like, oh, the blue-haired septum person. And of course, being gay and trans on top of it, like I'm literally the last person on earth anybody wants to pay attention to. And not that I care. I don't need like again, I do not want to be perceived, but it, it does make it harder to try to like, I don't know, get seen by anybody. But they take one look at you and they're like, ah, oh, you're a drug addict. Like, okay, I used to be, but that's not the point. You really, you, we need to just make a shirt about it so everyone knows beforehand before the conversation. I used to be a drug addict, but dot, dot, dot. <laughs> Maybe we can just... Um, so with the, I can't say so anymore. I'm quitting. <sighs> with so... your... <laughs> With your writing, do you feel like, is there anything, since we're talking about it now, and this is the, like, these are the parts of the journey that usually aren't chronicled or considered worthy of chronicling, unless you're, like, blogging or actively, like, it's part of a narrative of some sort. So is there something that you're trying to do more in your writing right now? Are you working on some, is there some kind of change going on? Is there something happening? Uh, and that's actually kind of the funny thing. I feel like, so I've gotten to a point recently where I'm starting to feel really repetitive in my writing. Like, I feel like I'm writing about the same things with different words. And I, I want to write about different things. Like I try, I like, I have so many half written poems sitting in there that start off about like, something positive and happy and glowing and shiny and glittery and I just I find myself unable to finish it because it for some reason doesn't feel authentic like my current self I am I'm all about kindness and happiness and spreading positivity and being your most authentic self but for some reason it feels like my most most authentic writing is writing about the turmoil and the sadness and the depression and like writing about the things that I guess a lot of people write about but I feel like write about in like a glorifying way where I'm trying to write about it in a like been there done that know how you feel you can get through this kind of way I don't know and do you, I just... sorry do you, this is like I never kind of push for anything creatively when we discuss stuff but do you think that maybe the I guess first I can, I'll just use an example of like music. If someone's making one kind of music and then in their heart, they feel like they want to make another kind of music, but they feel like their reaction of people to that sudden change will be an assumption about them that is maybe not true. So do you think it's just, it's not just, but could it be like the amount of strength you have in writing about those heavier darker emotions is kind of like a comfort zone even if it's not a good zone it's like comfortable for you to explore those emotions right. is that possible or is it like I mean 
I feel like, and I, you know, I shared that piece in the discord last night, which I feel like really kind of emphasize a lot of like how I've been feeling about this is it's like, I, I want to write about these things, these better, happier things. But then I kind of realized like it, it's disingenuous to act like everything is rainbows and candy you know like like yeah I may be happy I may be thriving I may be living the life that I never knew that I could have but that doesn't mean that there isn't still so much suffering going on around me that I feel like I kind of feel like I made it my duty to kind of be like this little this little lighthouse in the middle of the storm that can be like there and be like hey you know what like you can always find your way back you know like and I I think because I've gotten better in terms of my mental health and like all the the healing that I've done I feel like it'd be, it feels even more so like I need to be that light because not only am I able to say the things to let people know that they're not alone but I can show that it it does get better like there is something on the other side of the storm and I so, and I think that's kind of where it's come to for me is like I I've made it feel like my own personal responsibility to keep writing about these things to hopefully guide somebody else from being lost. So it's, is it almost like you're, um, you're happy and because you're happy, you're able to hold space for the emotion that is like sadness or abandonment or something like that. But whereas like, let's say, if you were maybe still in those states, do you think it would be as easy to write about them? Or do you think it would be like not this like nice feeling or this relaxed? So there's there's definitely a difference in how I write now and how I used to write. Like how I write now is I I, I talk about like the depression and the sadness and the the anger and everything as its own individual like third party or whatever second party or whatever but how I used to write back when I was in the midst of it I was in the storm and I didn't have a lighthouse it's it's a part of me it's it's something I'm talking about as as one within me so I feel like I feel like there's definitely like a difference in how like I used to write to understand what was going on with me and now I'm writing to help other people understand. Oh, I totally get it. Wait, so sorry, I'm acting like a detective, but I'm not at all the opposite. Uh, it, is it, so it's funny, it's like the writing style hasn't really changed. It's become more nuanced and even deepened a little bit in its voice. But it's like, since you've healed, if someone didn't know that, like if I didn't know that prior to this moment, I never thought about it as though your art stayed the same, but you healed. And then the art meant something different to you, but it was still the same art that you are good and passionate about doing. Right. That's confused. My mind is actually, I'm so confused because every time I read one of your things, I feel the pain kind of, and it's like a bit too much sometimes for me. And then, but also I feel like it's accidental sometimes because I generate an empathy for a past cat. And now I can know that you are okay and you 
like I'm not saying you're not crazy anymore so please don't don't be offended I know whenever I say anything about about your wellness it's like a big big no-no so we I won't say that but Fine, fine. It seems like actually, like your writing is. People should try to. I'm not saying everyone should, because when they see your writing, but it would be interesting for them to explore you as a person or listen to the podcast and then read what you're writing. And I feel like they'd be like, "Oh wait, this isn't happening right now." I see. I, it's, it's not. It didn't happen this morning. I right. don't need to be. Yeah. well most of my I don't I don't ever post something same day because a I write so heavily with emotion and my emotions are so erratic I give it some time to look back to make sure that what I wrote makes sense and is it harmful because that's the other thing is is like I I write with such authenticity that sometimes I, I have to delete words out of certain pieces because I'm like this can give somebody the wrong idea because I don't ever want to make somebody think that if you still have moments where you're not at your 100%, that means you're not healed. Like, you can be healed and still have to adapt and cope. Like, there's a difference between, there's a difference, there's a difference. And I can't even think of, like, I, I want to say a difference between so-and-so, but I can't, I can't even think of the right words because I don't want to give anybody the wrong idea. You know, like, it's there are there there may always be bad days but healing is about what you learn about those bad days and how to handle those bad days and some people do reach a point of healing where they don't even notice the bad days anymore but that doesn't mean that if you still notice the bad days you're not healed you know like there's like yeah there's 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 different things about everything and it's it's hard to try to be authentic when what you're writing about is a sensitive subject. Because at the end of the day, what I write about is, is one of those things that's as much as we talk about it and as much as we try to destigmatize it, it's still very stigmatized and still seen as a very wrong thing to talk so openly about. And I... I, I write with the intent of letting people know they're not alone and that they can be better. And I would hate if, if something I wrote made somebody feel alone or made them feel like they couldn't get better and therefore like encourage them to give up. So I'm very, very careful about what I write because since I am writing from my own personal experience and I'm not like a psychologist or a therapist or a doctor in any sense of the term, like I, I know how volatile the mind space can be if you haven't started your healing journey. And so I, I want to encourage people to start the healing journey while also letting them know like it's okay that they're feeling this way. Like there's nothing wrong with them. You're not broken. So I don't know. No, I, I think first I was going to say you're not a teacher, but this is the educated scientist podcast. You're, that's what, yeah, that's the, and then, uh, so in this case where you're, let's say we've been talking a little bit, it's like out loud daydreaming. So let's say you have 
this idea to eventually write as the main thing you do. So right now, if you were trying to like imagine a piece of writing and you obviously like, I don't know how you do it, but what is the most powerful feeling or feeling you would hope that your writing could incite in someone? And I don't mean like a vague emotion, but I mean like something that you would aim for one day, even if you haven't achieved it yet. I I really, I really intend for what I write to inspire hope, whether it's hope for tomorrow, hope for the future, hope for betterness, hope for better health. Like I really, cause I, I, the reason I write is to fill the holes of my own childhood, so to speak. And one of the things that I did not get a lot of or have a lot of was hope. And it, it, in a weird way that, that, that feels like just such a, just a small, small, small thing. But when you really think about the grand scheme of things, by the time I was sober and ready to kind of, you know, get my life together and have a real life, I was already 19. And most people my age had been planning the past five years what they were going to be doing at this point in time. And I had no plans nothing ready for me because I had no hope for a future. I truly a hundred percent did not think that I was going to live past 18, you know? So it's like, I didn't have that hope. And if I had that hope, I probably would have been sober and ready to start my life a lot sooner. It probably wouldn't have taken me so long to get my crap together, so to speak, you know? And I, and I feel like unfortunately with the way that the world is not a lot of people have hope and what does i was looking at the maps behind your head i feel like is what are they maps of uh i have no idea i feel like one is of skyrim or probably the one on the bottom says Dragon Age in the corner. I don't know if that um, means anything. Yes, that's why it looks familiar. And, and the one on the top says Northern Northern Realms on it. I don't know if that means anything. I know what, I don't know what the top one is, but I have the bottom one, sadly, because nerds. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Austin got them from work, so that tracks. Wait, he works somewhere that has gaming things? Yeah, he works at a place called Vintage Stock, which is basically like Zia Records, but it's a little bit more like game and collectible focused. So I've I've been I have this urge to buy toys lately, but I it's I need to just find Austin this. Austin has two two shelves of um Transformers, so do it i was gonna make a joke about you being a transformer but it seems completely like off color but i feel like you would like it see i knew it i knew it i knew it i really thought about it i was trying former i was like will cat like this or will cat tell me like hey you know this is one of your dumbest ones good good throw but it could be, was it? Was it wasn't too bad? I feel like it was. No, no it, it's it's pretty funny. Um, Especially because yeah. of the hair colors changing. I. 
Um, yeah, it, it's funny in a few different ways. It, it can be funny if you take it from the trans aspect, but it could also be funny if you take it from the alien aspect. Oh, yeah. And also your hair is, this is just random, but it's like Devastator from Transformers. But this stripe would be purple. Maybe you could make it purple. I'm just saying for accuracy. It's so funny. I did almost do green and purple again, but I always do green and purple. So I wanted mm -hmm. to switch it up a little bit. And and the, the Joker and like angry people kind of took it. The the one the first year I did green and purple just so happened to be when the Joker movie came out. Oh. And I didn't even I didn't even like know it was coming out. I couldn't give a crap about it. Like I not my thing, but everybody was like, Oh, are you going as Joker for Halloween? And so that Halloween I went as um I went as the 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 Jokerette from one of the the um the alternate universes where um Bruce Wayne's mom is actually the Joker. So yeah, I did I went as that for Halloween. I respect that. I respect that. I I feel I feel like Batman. I don't know. We shouldn't talk about comic books because we were talking about hope. Good. Any ah uh, hope. What does? Oh well, there's so much light. No, don't make it go away. It was in my eyeball. It looked like I said hope, and then your face was like lit up with the angelic light of a thousand. And it was blinding me. Because it was holy. I'm just kidding. Except the light cat. Oh, man. Gosh, yeah. This is like the worst time of day. The sun's just directly in our windows. And like, mind you, it is only four o'clock. I thought you were going to say, when I said accept the light, I thought you'd say, oh, God, this is giving me flashbacks. But I'm glad that. I wonder if you'll be able to tell that it's too bright. It's It's pretty bright. It's pretty bright. I would say I was I was wondering if you would be able to tell how low the sun had set, but it's just it's just a giant ball of light. But no, it's like like if this is if this is the peak, like when the sun is at its highest point, it's like already down here. Like I got an hour until it's gone, bro. Okay, Pythagoras. <laughs> Relax. I don't know what is <laughs> It's the sun it's the way it's the way it's the way the the, the sun the sun sets it's it's on I, it but i have a i feel like we should just like you should have a whole thing explaining geometry with your hands like a new style it would be but the question was about hope before we something crazy happens okay what what is happening with with the single vape hit. Aren't you supposed to like, at this point, we've already discussed this, that your brain doesn't feel a single one. No, I'm not saying. This is like gonna be a constant. This is a con, I'm never gonna understand the mechanics. I just want to know the mechanics. Why do you have to be so? I'm not saying you have to blow up your lungs, buddy. God, I should not have said that. My God. Um, the funny thing is, 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 most of the reason that I vape really has nothing to do with like the nicotine anymore. I just have like a like a like a, it's a habit. I just really I don't know. So, question: Would you switch to the non-nicotine ones? No, because I like nicotine. <laughs> Ah. 
I wasn't saying you didn't like nicotine. Then you said it's not for the nicotine. Then I said, why don't you switch to the non-nicotine? Well, and then you said you like so sometimes I'll like, like, especially at like work, I'll go and I'll like take like a vape break and I'll like hit my vape a few times in a row. But like really this, this, then when I just got kind of randomly hit it and put it down. So mainly just because I can't sit still long enough to do anything and it, it's keeping me, it's keeping me going. Okay. That, that is interesting because I feel the same way about myself and I use cannabis to be seated physically. I cannot stay seated for too long but it's interesting because when i'm doing something like oh that's right it's dead even if i'm editing the podcast i still have to move like i'm not a sedentary person yet that's just in my like bodily movement but that doesn't also mean that i want to go for six runs a day right just it just so i'm also wondering if we should start recording the podcast on our phone so we can walk around while we do it i do record on my phone but my thing is is if if i walk around while we're doing it i'm gonna get hella distracted yeah but isn't but now that i'm thinking about it when people are like oh yeah podcasts are so great because you never just like sit and talk to someone but are we in are any of the podcasters who can actually sit and talk to each other is that their real life sitting and talking probably not i feel well i mean okay i don't know because like apparently neurotypicals don't get the same like urge to constantly be moving as like other people do i don't know i thought that just everybody was a fidgety little anxious little person but no some people can just sit still for hours and like work on a computer or watch a movie like i i have a hard time watching movies because like even even like an hour and a half long movie i'm like i've been sitting for way too long i need to be doing something else Um, sleep in the theater like in the middle of the movie but only choice is to either like stand up and scream in the theater and get arrested i literally i don't even go to the movie theaters often anymore because a yeah it's hard to not fall asleep and b i don't like sitting for that long like austin's a big movie person he really likes movies and he's always like you want to watch a movie and i'm like no (laughs) but every once in a while i'm like you know what like i'm feeling kind of relaxed i'm not feeling like i have all this energy i need to expel so like let's watch a movie but i think that's what it is i think it's just that like i have all this energy that i feel like i need to get out or else i'm gonna explode so i'm like constantly fidgeting i'm constantly moving i'm constantly dancing um my my coworkers will turn around and I'll just be sitting in the aisle like like I don't know it's it's like I always have I have to move I can't just sit still like even like even just like we've been sitting here and I'm like I'm like spinning back and forth I'm like jiggling my legs I've changed the position I'm sitting in like six times I keep remembering that this leans back and I'm like oh yeah I can like yeah I the lean back <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i don't know i am I'm I'm, I'm 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 i am constantly moving and it's and also i feel like all this extra energy is why i can't talk right i don't know i think i'm trying to talk faster than i can i'm really enjoying it because when because like i i used to stammer a lot and i still do when i'm really nervous and it's just the it's never happened on the podcast but i'm waiting I'm waiting. I for feel like oh man, it sucks so bad. I'm gonna be like 
just completely just like I'm leaving and I'm going to leave it in the recording. And it's just like, you see, I, my whole face gets stuck. I can't even make the sound. I will no. like grab a table and squeeze my whole body and I cannot get the syllable out. That's where the snapping comes in. And sometimes I'll do this because for some reason, like, I don't know, it's, it's so frustrating and it's it's really frustrating because it'll happen at work a lot while I'm like trying to help a customer and some people will just like completely ignore it and act like you know like it's normal like they're chill and then some people will laugh at me and I'm like excuse you Wait, and, like, it's they, funny. how do they laugh at you they'll just like giggle they'll just be like <laughs> when I'm like sitting there like stuck on a word I'm like yeah and so and like part of it so part of it is is like I have like a like a stammer stutter where I'll like I'll get stuck on a word and like I, I can't get it out but then there's also like my brain will blink and I'll completely forget what word I was gonna say and so I'll like uh 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 uh, uh but like it's the stutter stammer that really gets me or when I can't pronounce a word correctly and so then I try to say it again and again and again and I just keep saying it wronger and wronger um <laughs> Boondonks, songs, sanks, boondang songs, boon, boonding sanks, boondonks, boon. It was boondang songs. Boondang songs. I got it right in the middle of that, but yeah, because uh, it's supposed to be what is it? It's boop boop boop. <laughs> just, just saying. <laughs> Just try. <laughs> I can't. And my brain knows that I can't, so it won't even let me try. B O O N. Uh, the <laughs> the booning. No, say it slowly. No. Don't do it fast. <laughs> what are you standing on? Oh, the couch. Boon. Doc. Saints. <laughs> that's, that's a touchdown. And Xander's done with his online stuff, so... Boon down. I was gonna ask you what hope felt like, but every time I asked you, we went into like a hysterical tirade. So I guess like that's what hope feels like, I guess. Man, I don't even think I could, I don't even think I could define what hope feels like because it's it's not it's it's not a constant thing. It's different in different situations, you know. And I feel like everybody else probably perceives it differently too. It, it's just it's just one of those things where like when you feel it you know um and what are you doing after this i austin told me that i was supposed to rest and relax and not do anything today well i feel like that sounds perfect so what does you not doing anything look like couch bed yeah it means i'm supposed to sit on the couch and watch tv and play video games all day but i'm not gonna do that i have to read <laughs> i listen so they sent us a notice for pest control saying that we had to clear do a clear out so they could do the full thing so we put all of our dishes into boxes and we pulled all of our furniture off the wall and we took everything out of the closets and everything out from underneath the sink 
And then they only sprayed two vents and left. And that's how we found out they gave us the wrong notice and that we were not supposed to do all of that. So I stayed up until 11 o'clock cleaning my apartment for no reason. But now I have to undo all of that. So like the bathroom sink needs to be reorganized now. And then I have to put all the Tupperware back still and all the hot sauces back still because there's a lot of hot sauces. Respect. Respect. Yeah. Okay. But I will, I will be honest. And when I say that's all I'm going to do because I don't want to like, I don't know. Austin has my best interests at heart. And because on most of my days off, I spend all day cleaning or we go and like do a bunch of things. And so I don't ever actually get a day off. So I'm only going to do those two small little baby things. And then I'm going to rest and relax the rest of the day. Play some Pokemon. Why did you say Pokemon? What happened? Because it's funny. But people will think that you mean it. People will think I know. That that you're just like making up that you play pokemon yeah um i had to put all of my pokemon cards into a bigger box you need another binder i i also got a new binder yes <laughs> so it's a box and two binders now no i have four binders and then of the like the like little like the like the little boxes, I probably have like eight of those. And there, I had to put them into a big storage bin because I was running out of room for all my my stuff. Okay, we need to talk about this collect. Listen, 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 listen. I'm not saying anything about it. I just need it to be cataloged so we can know what we're, what kind of deck we're looking at for the World Championships. That's all I'm saying. You could be the very best. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, let's see here. How do I, there we go. So this is my box. Okay, that's, let's see. These are all of my, these are all of my expensive cards that are, that are fancy, fancy. Um. Anyway. Wait, they're um, individual tins? I yeah well yeah so but the tins I use to separate so like those are all my dice or whatever and then um I have like all of these binders these are my binders one two three and then my big one four oh I have five binders I have five binders <laughs> and then I have all of these all of these little boxes are filled with Pokemon cards that don't go in the binders we are in so I'm, I'm I'm just saying, like Xander, space. Hello, hi. Look at I I have some really I have some really good cards though, like um, like um. Like these guys, I got these guys. Can you see those? Yeah. Yeah. What is that? Venusaur EX or Blastoise? Blast. It's an EX. EX. Yes. These these apparently are like $50 each. So I mean that's why they're in the special game. Um the point the point of that is that um I think my Pokemon. I'm allowed to call them I'm allowed to call them Pokemon. Okay, fair enough. That was you have your your street cred now. Cat, cat the alien from the mean streets of Kanto. It's see. wait, is it Kanto or Kanto? 
uh Kanto, I'm pretty sure. The, yeah, the Kanto I, I always say Kanto, but then I was like, maybe that's just my other oh. other voice coming in saying the long A. But and then they keep making new generations. Now there's the Paldea region or something like yeah, that. Did you play anyway? Wait, I should go. Okay, should... yes. We should go. This was great. Yes. Very strange subject matter. Isn't it always? I mean, I don't know, but I feel like I should I should try to do what you do, but I can't do it properly. But ciao. Thank you. Love you. This was great. Love Amazing. you, friend. Thank you. I'm glad we finally got to get an uh, episode in. Let's say hi to Austin. Okay. A very, very clean piercing through your face. <laughs> seems well done. Well healed. I didn't know it's, what else. Um <laughs> So yeah. pretty it was very close i don't think yeah. i've seen it that close though yeah it's unfortunate it's the piercing that my acne really likes so it always looks really bad wait that who really likes what? my acne my cystic acne but yeah. I, it's not I, I say that like it's really really bad but i it's i have very very mild cystic acne it's your I don't see any acne. Good day. Well, yeah, whatever. Bye. Oh, I guess I have to press stop recording first anyway. Yeah, probably.